there I was. I had gotten to the end of the game when suddenly my brother, player two, turned against me. How did it make me feel? I, I felt betrayed. I felt as if I couldn't trust anybody. Time's up already? <sighs> okay, but can I just ask you something? Where did you get this couch? It's really nice. Hey Josh, are you done with your therapy session? Yeah, thanks for coming to pick me up. No problem. I really like driving here and then taking the reverse course back. Oh, that sounds like fun. Hey everybody, and welcome to the VGM Jukebox. I'm Emily. And I'm Josh. Each week we play tunes recommended by you, our patrons, and we also read your testimonials. And sometimes uh, somebody outside is using a hydraulic uh, <laughs> sprayer on my wall to clean off some paint. So if you hear that throughout this episode, my apologies. I did my That's best. That's still to, going on? Yeah. I did my best to soundproof it, but, uh, you know, you might hear some weird jugga jugga sometimes. It's like they've been doing it all week. Yeah. No, that's not true. We're recording episodes one after another, patrons, so it's really only been a day in our time, but it's been a week in your time, so we're experienced. Com- we're experiencing compressed time, and you're experiencing elongated time. Yeah, we're both time travelers in this situation. We all right. are time travelers. Right. All right, well, let's travel into our first track, recommended by Sean S. The game is Galaxy Force. The track is Alone Fighter. The composers are Koichi Namiki and Katsuhiro Hayashi. And this is an arcade game. writes this ost is off the charts funky so anyone who's into that should look into the rest of the music from galaxy force for some reason this track is called alone fighter and i don't really understand why to me it sounds like one of the least alone fighters out there in the galaxy this fighter has tons of groovy cats vibing his style although i will say that with the title in mind i can see one of the most suave persons imaginable single-handedly mowing through the entire universe's enemies. 
Can unicorns pilot a spacecraft? I feel like the pilot must be a unicorn. Yep. <laughs> um, wait, I don't get the unicorn thing. Is it? It just sounds super suave, possibly magical. Oh. Wait, you think of unicorns as being suave? I guess they. Well, that's what uh, Sean S. thinks of. Sean S., are you saying that unicorns are super suave? <laughs> We're just going to wait for his response. Oh. We'll just wait a second for him to pop in, to time travel in, answer our question, and then time travel out. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for letting, letting us know. This song is great. It makes me feel like I'm in Japan playing some uh, sit-down, uh, you know, bullet hell shooter. Right. With those, like, shallow Japanese buttons. You know those shallow... The candy cabs? Maybe. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what they were called. The little sit-down ones are called candy cabs. Oh, okay. At least that's what I've heard people refer to them as. I think it's in reference to how colorful they are, because the, the buttons tend to be differently colored. Have, I think... There's, like, different type buttons, too. There's a... Sometimes they have the regular buttons that you're used to seeing. Which are a great shape, you know, they're concave a little bit, and they stick up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the the convex kind of button, and they kind of are almost like flush with the cabinet, or they're flush with the uh, the panel. Mm-hmm. So you actually depress them in? I, a little bit, I think. Uh, Am I making something up? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're definitely not making up the sit-down cabinets, but I've never actually used one. I've only seen them in videos. I have one in my house in Animal Crossing, but uh, (laughs) I can't touch that, so I don't know. Oh. We should look it up. I'm looking up, actually, at the moment, Galaxy Force. Um, This was a Sega game. 1988. Um, It is in the tradition of Space Harrier. In that it's a sprite scaling rail shooter. But I've never heard of it until just now. I've never seen it in an arcade to my knowledge. Um, but wow, what a track. I feel like if I heard this coming out of an arcade cabinet, I would I would have to go investigate. Have you ever um, just wanted to buy a, like a controller just so it, the buttons would feel different? Yes. Actually. Yeah? How'd it go? Yeah. Yes, I didn't buy it because it's like $600. But I really... Have you ever played the arcade game Poppin' Music? Poppin' Music? Or, or seen it? It's... When you look at the, the control panel, I guess, uh-huh. the buttons are kind of like palm-sized bubbles. And you smash the bubbles. Oh, okay. If you're a really good player, you don't actually hit them very hard because you're doing. You have to go so fast that you kind of just tap them with your fingers. But uh-huh. uh, the tactile experience of hitting those bubbles is so satisfying. So I actually looked into what it would cost to get the a reproduction, basically, of that arcade control board because you can play pop and music at home. These games exist for some consoles, but. 
I guess you use a different controller or you... I don't really know how you do it. I don't remember now, but you could buy the very expensive, like, $600 reproduction of the bubbles and um, could not justify it, but spent many months wishing that I could. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, you never know. You never know what's coming to you uh, this Christmas. <laughs> I said you an arcade Josh cabinet. is going to buy me a $600. Yes. I just sent you. I mean, I didn't hear that. I'm not going to get my hopes up or anything. I just Who sent knows? you a uh, link to an image. And uh, yes. check out that image and see if the buttons look different to you. I'm checking it out. It looks actually on the left there. It uh -huh. looks like the bottom middle blue button is higher than the rest of them but yeah those are definitely closer to the board yeah. than uh, than ours and they don't look like they're concave at all they just look f flat yeah or slightly rounded up yeah they they look like um, like n most most buttons look like smarties but these look <laughs> like um, what are those things called oh man I forgot it's like a kind of candy that's like a flat tab. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of Alka-Seltzer, but <laughs> that's not what this is. No, not like that. They're chewy. Oh, Patrons, Alka-Seltzer is not candy. Don't just eat Alka-Seltzer tablets. This is not a medical podcast. Please don't take any of our recommendations seriously. Please talk to your doctor. <laughs> Those cabinets look comfortable. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a hard time with regular arcade cabinets. I have a hard time with the standing ones and I have a hard time with the sitting ones. Just I just don't feel like I'm the right size for either one. Hopefully this next track is the right size. Mm-hmm. The game is called Conquer's Bad Fur Day. The track is called Rock Solid, um, composed by Robin Beanland for the N64. This is a recommendation from Magic Baloney. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
Magic Baloney writes, Conkers is one of the funniest games I've ever played that also had just the right amount of challenge throughout. This song features in a caveman slash rock person nightclub. The area acts as a complicated puzzle area for the player to navigate featuring vomit, pissing, and your kidnapped girlfriend letting loose as a go-go dancer in her cell, I think. There was a lot of pissing in this game and it's been a while. Anyway, I also thought it was funny that this full-on trance song appears in a game with mostly typical classic rare style sounding music. And it honestly has one of my favorite synth lines from any song that starts in at three minutes. Yeah, it's kind of long. There is a lot to say about this game. Oh, you played this game? I have not played this game. I've heard of it. And I knew that it was uh, kind of like lowbrow humor and sort of lampooning the idea of very cute video games mm. but i had i had no idea that it's actually rated m this is a rated m nintendo 64 game that says right on the package advisory this game is not for anyone under age 17 oh. in all capitals so pretty intense it uh featured graphic violence and all kinds of stuff um a lot of homages to movies um but there's a lot of interesting stuff about the sound, too. I really like that the Wikipedia page is filled with stuff about um, the sound design. I mean, this does not sound like an N64 track, right? This just sounds like CD music, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's like... I, it's very high quality, I think. Yeah, it's pretty high quality. I do think like with a real rave song, though, the bass would be a little deeper. That's probably true, yes. But um, it says here on the Wikipedia page that one of the um, programmers microcoded the support for MP3, Reverberation, and Dolby Pro Logic surround sound into this game, uh -huh. which had never been done before. Um, just a lot of groundbreaking stuff was done for this game. There was no what they call fog of war. If you ever play 3D games that have, you know, fog in the distance because mm -hmm. the programming just doesn't go that far. They came up with creative ways to actually make you see all the way into the distance, oh. um, even beyond the end of the area, which is very cool. A couple other things about the sound that I wanted to read. Um, but this, this track is like taking me back to my late middle school days because this is like everything I was listening to at that point in my life. There are sound sets in here that are like straight out of Sandstorm by Darude that like tack, 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 tack sound and that uh, that snare that kind of, it starts at 16th and then it goes to like, you know, 30 seconds and that doof noise. I, that was a very good description, I feel. I feel everybody will know exactly what I was talking about from those sounds I just made. Good luck, patrons. But uh, let me just scroll through the uh, this page here. There was something else about the music that I really wanted to mention. It, this game was not published in certain regions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got a very... It's got a cult-following legacy of edginess. But apparently it was also very funny. So it wasn't necessarily just 
over the top for the sake of being over the top necessarily. And it was apparently developed as a cute game. A cute game. And then as a cute game. And the company Rare got feedback from people that was like, you guys make cute games all the time. This is kind of more of the same. And basically they said, all right, you know what? Let's workshop this thing. And then it turned into a, a mature game. Oh. You know what would be fun to do is uh, put on your graphic equalizer or like your visualizer. Uh, what is it called in the windows? Your iTunes visualizer. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And listen to this yeah. song. Yeah. In a dark room, maybe just covered in blankets. Oh, wait, that's just <laughs> me right now. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little under the weather, dear patron. I stayed home from work today. Uh, I'm not feeling that bad. I wouldn't have liked driving around, though, on freeways. I wouldn't have liked having to uh, address a class for any extended period of time. And I wouldn't have liked to make other people sick, either. But I'm feeling right. okay. Still, blankets do sound good. You, know? you should get one. I should get a blanket. Go get a blanket, Josh. What am I, crazy? I just have a hoodie. And I'm actually wearing thermals. I'm not that cold. I'm just saying blankets. I wish I could do this podcast laying down. I bet you wish that all the time. I do it lying down. Oh, yeah. You have done it lying down. Yes, but I just turned the camera off so that the, the pity factor would be slightly lessened. Oh, no. But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, no, you can definitely do it. Nah. Maybe next time. I wouldn't say try it right now. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's possible and it's definitely, it's definitely good when you're not feeling so well. Well, I hope you feel better. You do sound plugged up. You're sniffling. Yeah. I, uh, when we... It was your idea to record today. That's true. Um, and then when we when we got online to start recording, for some reason, I just started yawning constantly. And then my nose started running, and the two of us were sniffling for a while. It was almost like I caught your cold. Oh. But I, I yeah. seem to have recovered. So it was brief. But, um... Um, but yeah, so patrons, um, you know, please send your get well cards and flowers and chocolate to Josh for a speedy recovery. Yeah, that's right. And we have a, a P.O. box now. That's right. You're going to open it up uh, after this podcast airs and it's going to be crammed with get well cards. <laughs> yeah, here's the P.O. box number in case I forget to give it to you later. Two six nine five nine. So you just e uh, send a letter to the VGM Jukebox, PO Box two six nine five nine, Los Angeles, California nine double o two six. There's no street or anything. It's just PO Box. No, it's just PO Box. Ah, cool. Yeah, it's just the zip code and the city and the state and the PO Box. 101. Oh, wait. Did you ever watch... This is a really random tangent, but did you ever watch Nick Nickelodeon in... Was it Nick in the Afternoon? That's what it was called, with Stick Stickly. You were probably too old. Okay. No. Yes. I don't know. Okay. 
Um, you could write in to Stick Stickly, who was just a popsicle stick with eyes and a nose and a mouth. He was a very cute character. But you could write in, and on Nickelodeon, he sang a little jingle for his address. Uh-huh. And I have never forgotten this address, because I can still sing it. Okay. So maybe maybe we should come up with a jingle for our P.O. Box. I'm just having this idea now. I'll think on that. <laughs> I'll think on that. Yeah. We'll say that again at the end of the show, too, I think. Um, sure. Sure. Anything else? Would you like to... What else is going on? What else? What else? <laughs> Josh, we're losing you. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Take some DayQuil. Have you taken anything? I did. I took DayQuil. Oh, good. Uh, like six hours ago, though. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move along. Okay. Feel free to grab a blanket for this next track. Patrons and Josh alike. <laughs> all the patrons are going to go off and grab their own blankets. We should all have blankets. <laughs> this comes to us from Maxwell7301. This is the game Falzian. The track is Narrow Road Level 3. The composers are Shinya Sakamoto, Shigehiro Takanuchi, and Atsushi Fujio. And this was for the Famicom Disk System. Here we go. Well, 7301 says this is another really cool FDS track. It's a Konami space shooter from 1987 and it makes use of the extra sound channel of the Famicom disc system. The whole soundtrack is great. Hey, I think Maxwell's displaying a little humanity here. This isn't such a cool cybernetic track that I'm used to from Maxwell 7301. Welcome back by the way, Maxwell. Mm. It's nice to see uh, that the wizard granted you a beating heart. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that uh, that that keyboardist is quite passionate about his part in the song. Yeah. This sounds like a Ninja Turtle track to me. I forget who the composers are on the actual Ninja Turtle NES games, but this is like the surfing level. Or the riding on skateboards that have rockets on them level. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. This is the highway slash surfing level. Falcian. Oh, Falcian is like a faux 3D shooter. It looks kind of cool. I'm looking at it now. It's like a almost like a three-quarter view shooter. 
Oh, that's at, interesting. At certain points. Your bullet... I'm intrigued. Oh, go ahead. Your bullets get smaller as you shoot. Kind of like, I guess, Afterburner, but it looks like... Afterburner, you're always right behind it. I think Falcion is a little bit from above, from what I can tell. Interesting. Looks like fun. Cool. I'm intrigued by this this name, Falcion, because I'm assuming this is a Japanese game and there is no C. What? So there's no C sound. It's just she. So would oh, they I say Falcion? Farushion. Uh, probably. We could look it up. Farushion. I mean, especially Farushion. back in the 80s, it probably would have been like that. Although, you know, they have developed a way of writing S the SI sound. Oh, have they? Yeah, cool. They that. Didn't know that. But they didn't used to do it uh, through the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. So you're right. When I'm looking at the uh, old romanization of it, it's Farushion. Oh, Farushion. Mm -hmm. Farushion. Oh, it almost, it almost sounds like you're saying fashion. <laughs> Why did we do that when we translated the... Well, did this ever get released in North America? Is that where this... Uh, uh, Romanized spelling comes from? No, no, it's just how they wrote it on their own boxes. Right. Yeah. So, like, huh. they, they write the English, if you want to call it that, letters uh, on their box, but then they wrote the Japanese uh, pronunciation on top of those uh, English got it, letters. Got it, I'm just always wondering, you know, how how that happens because, you know, like the game Katamari Damacy uh -huh. is actually Damashi. The word is Damashi, but on our boxes it says Damacy. You know what? And I, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. What? No, I just just expressing my confusion. Katamari but Damacy. what? Tell me what. Um, this game is in 3D. Really? Yeah, I was what. I was looking at it right now, and it looked like, um, you know how sometimes in some shooting games you could, like, hook up? Basically, like in Galaga, you can hook up with a, another version of you, your spaceship. That's right. We did that once. I saved you. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did that. And so I thought yeah. that's what was going on, but actually, no. It, it's a red one right next to a blue one, and it's that way so that it gives you the 3D effect and I just realized that this game is in like red, blue or uh, cyan, azure or whatever 3D. Oh, cool. I'm going to so get my, my 3D glasses out and look at this. <laughs> I love that you have 3D glasses right in the drawer of your desk. Yeah. This well, is amazing, patrons. Well, I have to find them first. I, was, I just had them yesterday though. Where are they? Do you just wear them for fashion? Yeah, well, for no. Farushion. <laughs> farushion. No, it's you know what? That's funny that you say that because sometimes uh, I don't want to say these words right now, but in Pokemon Go, you can actually <laughs> you can buy uh, you can buy those 3D glasses as like a it doesn't you know it's just to troll people I guess or whatever. An accessory for your avatar is that what you're saying? Yeah. An avatar accessory. Yeah. Um, I gotta find those 3D glasses. So what else? What else? Well, the reason we're recording an extra episode in uh, this week is because we 
kind of fell behind. We're no longer ahead, and we may have to change our record day, right? Yeah, for two weeks. Oh, okay, for two weeks. It's temporary. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking up some some extra shifts at one of my jobs, and so it's right when we would be recording. Unfortunately. Oh, that's, that's okay. Oh, wow, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. I've put on my 3D glasses and I'm looking at gameplay of Farushon. 3D. 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 Oh, man. Is it working for you? I, it kind of hurts my eyes, but I'm going to full screen it, see if it looks any better. <laughs> Through the, the medication haze. Through the Dayquil cloud. You know what? No, that looks worse. Ow. Okay. <laughs> I just took a screen cap of you with your glasses. We'll have to put this up on the page. I'm also in the photo. It's really funny. It's it's quite clear how how much joy I'm getting out of the fact that you have these 3D glasses right there. <laughs> well, I'll just say this about that. The illusion comes through sometimes, but things are moving kind of fast and uh so sometimes the illusion will fall apart. And if you're wondering, you know, why we don't use 3D on all of our games, well, there's probably a good reason. That reason is that it doesn't work that great, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm trying to save this, this picture, which is why I'm a little bit distracted. I just want to keep it. Oh, about what I was saying about the three-quarter view, no, I was kind of wrong about that. You're just behind it. It is kind of like Afterburner, though, where, uh, you know, your bullets get smaller, and it's kind of like, also, um, Space Harrier in that way, but the difference is, like, you can't move the screen at all. The screen is always the same view, so you can go into the bottom left corner of the screen, or whatever. I see, yeah. yeah. It looks kind of like you're always shooting towards the center, in a way, because I think uh, pers perspective, you know, so it has this Yeah, yeah, so effect. you're kind of, it's sort of like that, right? Yeah. Patrons cannot see what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm being the ship. Yeah. You are moving towards a 3D point in space in front of you. Right, but right. Anyways, very cool. interesting. Cool, very idea. cool. Yeah. Good track, too. Yeah. It's good. It's good. This next track was recommended by Latak. The game is NBA Jam. The track Team Select. Ooh. I got excited because I don't remember it, but I probably know it. Uh, the, right. The composer is John Hay, and it's for the Sega Genesis. Let's have a listen.
Latak writes, I'm a huge fan of NBA Jam from the early 90s arcade and the 2010 installment by EA Sports. Even though NBA Jam was released on a plethora of consoles at the time, it's the Sega Genesis version that I really like overall. I put this track on my playlist of music that makes me feel relaxed, and at one point in my life, I made it one of my ringtones. When I listen to this track, I have to play it more than once. Oh, to be the lucky person who who belongs to this ringtone. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that make you feel awesome if you knew you were calling somebody and that everyone in the the immediate area would be hearing NBA Jam? Yeah. I would feel like I was doing a small radius of people a favor by calling my friend. Yeah, you'd be like I know this song. culturally educating them. That's right. So I definitely know this song very well. I never owned NBA Jam. Um, Jeremy, my good friend, did, but we didn't play it together. So I don't know how this got, you know... You know this version of the song? Yeah, I think so. I know I mean, a different version. I thought maybe I knew it from the Legacy Music Hour, but we just checked and they only played the Super Nintendo versions and they didn't play the Team Select track. Unless... This piece of music is a different track in the Super Nintendo version. No, that I, could be possible. I bet you that is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then I, I must know it from Legacy Music Hour. I mean, I think the other version that I know doesn't have um, doesn't have all these solos, but it just definitely does. Yep. Yep. That's funny. We were joking that the the keyboardist is back from that earlier track for more soloing. Oh, yeah. Do you think this keyboardist has short hair or long hair? Long hair pulled back in a ponytail. Does he wear... And is wearing 3D glasses, maybe. Oh, 3D glasses. Oh, that's pretty cool. Some some kind of sunglasses. I was going to say sunglasses, but then I thought, nah... 3D glasses. If he's wearing 3D glasses, I think he's playing a guitar then. <laughs> yes. Yes. And is uh he, I think he's wearing a tie and <laughs> a button-down shirt that's tucked in tucked into his khaki pants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Flip-flops. Ooh, flip-flops? Ooh. Yeah, I see flip-flops. Ooh, and uh like a necklace. What kind of necklace is he wearing? Like a shark's tooth necklace or something? I was going to say it's something like that. It's not short. Oh. It's not one of those bead necklaces. It's Pookie not shells. like a... Uh, <laughs> maybe. I like the shark tooth. I think I'm going to vote shark tooth. Perhaps both. The shells and the shark tooth. But I think the shark tooth. Is there a design on this button-down shirt or is it just plain? Um, I'm feeling like there's a floral element of some kind. Or like a leaf element, leaf motif. I think we're going two different directions. I think of this guy as kind of an uptight nerd, and I think you think of him as the chillest dude. I do think of him as the chillest dude. I think he's an <laughs> uptight nerd who looks like who's trying to look like a chill dude, as opposed to a chill dude who has uptight tendencies. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening here. I'm thinking of, of I'm thinking of him as like 
the coolest guy with like zero ego and zero confidence issues. And he's just, he just like wandered into this jam with his guitar and busts this out. And then goes, goes along with his evening and everyone is just like, wow, who was that guy? I would agree with that, except that he's way too clean shaven. Like, <laughs> it's like he shaved right before he came into the room, you know? Well, maybe that fits with my chillest dude. Like, he shaved right before he went on stage. You have to be really relaxed to just do that, right? I don't think so. No? That's an interesting idea. Oh, you have yeah. to be careful. You, you don't know? have to be careful. Yeah? Not with Dollar Shave Club slash the VGM jukebox for $5 off your first month. <laughs> Just kidding, we don't have that. <laughs> Uptight nerd versus chillest dude. I like this guy. He needs a name eventually. I don't know. I think he reads Ayn Rand. Oh, really? Yeah, he like... Why, why, why are you getting that vibe? Because <laughs> of the ponytail. Really? See, I'm getting, like, surfer guy vibe. Sur surfer guys... This guy reads, like, one nonfiction book a year. That's that's who I'm imagining. And it's a good one. But most of the time, he's outside. I mean, look. Just because somebody got a perm just to put it in a ponytail and then shaves every time right before he has they a go perm? on stage. You're imagining curly hair? Yeah, he has curly oh, ponytail. Mine was straight. And blonde. This is very vivid. I don't know why that is. You know what? I just have... I don't this either. This track is giving me very strong, strong feelings, I guess. We should, um... Well, we've we figured out who this keyboard is, keyboardist is, at least... We both have our own versions, our own strong visions of him. But uh, maybe we can find some... Maybe we can describe some new musicians on this next track. What do you say? I say that's good. Can I say one thing before we move on? I'm imagining that this... This keyboardist that we just... This guitarist that we just imagined... Is the guy who used to call Latak, Who had this ringtone. So, like, he did this jam one night. And then... He wanted it to be the ringtone on his friend's phone, so every time he called, it would, like, happen again. See, that's... that's a power move, you know? You think so? Yeah, it's a power move. I was thinking of it as more innocently Homestar, just like, yeah, that was a great jam. Let's just do it again. Let's have those good feelings again. I think of this guy as somebody who, yes, he likes jacuzzis, but he has to, like, get everything ready to go in the jacuzzi. Like, he has to set the champagne in a bucket of ice and uh, have, like, a little floaty uh, cup holder and stuff like that. Like, he goes I into a jacuzzi on a mission. Right. Yeah, no, and my guy totally just walks into the library without shoes on and has to be told, where are your flip-flops? And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. And then comes back in with them and is not embarrassed at all. Just slipped his mind. No way. You don't know people who play keyboard solos like this. They're not chill, <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's real in my heart. All right. 
What other things are real in your heart? I think this next track is real in my heart. Great. Patron, super kicks all day long. Gives us BGM1 from the game Power Golf. Da 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 Golf track. The composer is unknown, and this is for the TurboGrafx-16. So let's perhaps relax into some more chill vibes. Let's see if the key guitar shows up again. Kicks all day long says, I can't even remember how my family came into possession of a TurboGrafx 16, but we did, and I have very fond memories of Power Golf. Not because it was a particularly good game, but because my dad and I loved to play it together. It was the only game he could actually beat me at. Hearing the song puts a smile on my face, but also reminds me of constantly hitting the ball out of bounds and my dad laughing about it. Oh well. Hey. You know why I love any golf game song. Um, and this one's good. I like that. I like this one yeah, a lot. I like the changes. It, it starts off pretty bluesy, you know, but then it gets into more uh, breezy territory. More Green Hill it zone in. Yes. At first, yeah, it's like at first you got that um, keyboard player. He's playing like these jazzy licks. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. Yeah, a few jazzy bluesy licks to let you know that he's the boss, you know? But then, because <laughs> he's like that. But then... Um, but then he concedes the stage. Yeah, but then it just like Sonic the Hedgehog just starts running. And then uh, the music is coming out of uh, the wind or something like that. Mm-hmm. It does. This song actually does give me the sensation of speed and uh, movement. That's yeah, good. it's funny. As you were saying that, I really, you know, I really do feel the breeze or the wind or moving rapidly through a landscape and just kind of feeling that around you. Which, how weird, I mean. This is totally not a Sonic the Hedgehog game, or it's not even on the Genesis, but it has that feel sometimes. Uh oh. Hmm, what? The keyboard player's back. 
What I imagined, okay, I like the I like the idea that he had 3D glasses, but what if he had ponytail, a ponytail, and then like wire rimmed glasses, you know? That's not my vision. That can be your guy, but my guy totally has 3D glasses on, or like those plastic ones, okay, with with all the slats in them. Oh yeah, those are the you, best. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those are the best kinds of sunglasses. Did you know that? Like, according to medical science. Those keep. Are you being serious? No. Okay, because I was gonna say, <laughs> what is the point of those glasses? I feel like medical science would uh, tell you specifically not to use those kind for some reason. They're not even for anything, right? They're just an aesthetic statement. I don't know. All right, someone out there has warned them. Patrons, tell us what are the benefits of those slatted. 1980s plastic glasses. Yeah. I think maybe the the guitarist changed into those sunglasses for this track. I don't think he's wearing the 3D glasses for this one. I think he switched. Oh, okay. Anyway. Who's playing drums? Good track. Yeah, okay, good. What is the drummer like? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not getting anything about the drummer. That's a weird question because uh, the drums don't sound like a kit at all. Right. It was really weird how I also said I'm not getting getting anything for the drummer. It sounded like I was divining the spirits in the track. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) I'm getting a a name that starts with a D. D. Dave. Dan. That's funny. Daryl. Daryl. It's definitely Daryl. I'm like reading the VGM tea leaves. So what do you think? Do you think this this is a, a golf track? So Joshi's Pro Challenge. Oh, yeah. We were discussing that you may have already written lyrics to this. Did you ever try? You know what? Is this a familiar one? As it one? turns out, no. I just thought that I must have because, you know, I have my degree in uh, golf games. That's right. But no, I think I do kind of know this one, but I don't have anything for it. So I'm going to have to put it on my my good morning playlist until until I get some some song and hopefully I put something out to go along with this episode um, by the time we put it out. Do I put it before or after oh. the commercial? I mean not the commercial well, the uh, flyer. Well, maybe if we just like wait a couple of seconds, if we just wait, maybe you will time travel back to this moment and sing the karaoke. Do you think that's possible? Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. Let's just wait around for future Josh.
that was crazy so future josh really did drop in and do the karaoke cool thanks future josh yeah i'm excited to see when we actually get the time machine then at some point we come across one we know it now pretty cool okay so is it okay if i play a track oh yeah sure all right We are going to be hearing a track from the game Traverse, Starlight, and Prairie. This is a Super Famicom-only release. The composer is Daisuke Tamura. The track is Religion, the Goddess Speaks. Here we go. That was Traverse, Starlight and Prairie. The track was Religion, The Goddess Speaks. Super Famicom only release. Hey, nice job finding this one. Thanks. Another completely random find. Kind of like the uh, the Daisy Age Star track that I found from that Uchu Race Go-Go uh, game. This was another one I was... I just randomly came upon while I was waiting for parts to be changed in my car. Oh. And I was just very attracted to this title, Traverse, Starlight and Prairie. I've never heard about it before. Uh-huh. And um, I just... Uh, th- and this soundtrack, by the way, has like 75 pieces of music on it. It just goes on and on forever. Um, and I just recently... There was some night when I was just by myself in the basement and I hooked up my my little chiptune player to my stereo and just put on the whole soundtrack and let it play through. It was like such a nice night to just be chilling and listening to that. So 
I kind of really want to play this game now too because when I looked into it, it's uh, it's a non-linear turn-based role-playing game. Non-linear turn-based role-playing game. You freely roam the world finding quests to do. There are multiple different endings depending on what quests you do and don't do and what you find and don't find. There's a weather system. There are events that only happen during certain weather conditions and certain times of the year. And um, I think it said there are 30 characters who can join your party over the course of the game. Huh. This game sounds huge. This is like so, such an, such an Emily jam. This is a Keycliff jam right here. Well, even though it's a key glyph jam, I think it's a good song, and uh, it just gave me the sensation that I was listening to a good song. Hey, I have a question, though. How do you define a good song? A good song? Can you create a uh, definition for what makes this a good song? No. Oh, I think I I I know. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, yeah? Do you have an answer? Yeah, I have an answer. I think I just thought of it right now. Okay. Lay it on me. I think a good song... Well... Oh, man, this is tough. But I think a good song has a balance of variety and... uh, But also uniformity. And the more that you can provide... uh, the more variety you can provide while having a sense of unity, the better the song is, maybe. You know what I mean? So you want variance within a defined structure. Yeah, you want to make the, the variance feel smooth. Like it's you're smoothly transitioning to a related piece of music. And the more... Um, more places you can go with an even trip, the better the song is. By even trip, I mean like a... The more you can keep people on board with your journey. While I get you. While, you're, while it goes as far out as it can, I guess. So Bohemian Rhapsody is a good song, but... But that's like three different journeys in one. Yeah. That's three completely different. It's funny that you use that as an example, because I think of that one as a patchwork quilt. It doesn't actually go together. Yeah, that that's... Well, the reason... The thing that um, keeps everything in that song together, I think, is just the, the feeling of desperation or something like that. Or fatalism. That song, hmm. that song is, is an exception, you know, where they move through these three sections. Somehow it becomes a good song because everybody likes all three sections for one thing. Also, Wayne's right. World helped that song, I think. And, um, But also, just the whole time you kind of feel like somebody is giving you their last um, bit of, of energy. Interesting. I like your take. That's different than how I feel about it, but I like that. Something that I haven't mentioned before during all of our discussions of music, Uh and I don't know why, I just always kind of held back every time that you said it. I don't know if I was, like, embarrassed or something, but I do listen to music that's just drums. Oh, okay. So that does exist, and I think it's very cool. And actually, because of our conversations, I've been 
thinking about more about how percussion folds into things and how it makes me like things because for instance in the VGM world I get very excited when there are very unique and interesting percussive sound effects as opposed to just you know like a straight drum kit uh-huh. and this is this track is a very good example that uh, bass drum I'm gonna say doesn't sound like a bass drum really I don't know what is going on there it sounds oh, almost song? Yeah, it's somewhere between bass drum and sound effect in my mind, and I think that that's very cool. I also like it when claps happen. I like it when, like, you know, shots fired kind of noises go off. I think this song, it um, it's kind of sounds like a loose-skinned bass drum or kind of like a big tom. Yeah. 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 So I think that that's very cool. And... Um, yeah, I think I think that percussion, at least for me personally, is very, very important. And I think that that's why I like um, one of the reasons why the bass guitar is my favorite kind of traditional band, uh, band as in like rock band instrument, because it is both melody and percussion. And then it's also low. And I tend to like lower sounds more than higher sounds. But it's very there's like a physicality to the bass guitar that other parts of a rock band don't necessarily have i guess other things are like icing but the bass is sort of closer to where the drums are this isn't making any sense Um. i'm trying to explain the way my mind perceives of this stuff and it's not I can feel it not making sense. Once I start gesticulating to Josh in the chat to try to explain what I'm explaining, I know that it's not coming out right. I'm like drawing planes in the air. <laughs> um, you know, it's cool. I know what you mean, baby. <laughs> Perhaps. But yeah, that's it. I just really liked this track. There are a lot of other really great tunes on this OST. And patrons, um, we don't have a date yet, but if you... Maybe it's even happened already. That would be bizarre. But, um, you know, I'll say it for any future time travelers that there will be a track from this on our mukbang music mix. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and I'm preparing my body for the mukbang mix. <laughs> I'm stretching. Yeah, you got to get better. I'm you can't be sick body. during that. Oh yeah, that's no. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't be. I don't think. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Okay. Do you want? To, do you have enough energy left in you to thank our track recommenders today? All right. On a scale of one to ten, how tired are you right now? I'm not tired. I'm fine. I'm not going to okay. go to sleep after this. I don't think. Probably lay down, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, dear track recommenders, won't you get under this blanket with me? Let us lie together. <laughs> Sean S., Magic Baloney, <laughs> Maxwell7301, Latak, and Super Kicks all day long. And to everyone else who submitted uh, suggestions to us, please keep them coming 
Go to the website, thevgmjukebox.com, and click the Suggest a Track button, or you can go to submit.thevgmjukebox.com and send your recommendations our way. And you can also contact us through the usual email at thevgmjukebox at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. And also, hey, does anybody want to send us a recommendation by mail? (laughs) Oh, how cool would that be? Send us a recommendation or other letters by mail at P.O. Box 26959, Los Angeles, California, 90026. That's so cool. And hey, speaking of sending us recommendations, uh, we've talked about it many times on the podcast before, and then it just isn't happening. We need some help. Patrons, do you have any Star Trek or Star Wars VGM music recommendations? Send them in, because we want to do a Star Trek and Star Wars focus episode. And these can be adapted pieces of music. We don't care. It doesn't have to be original to that particular game. So send us the best of the best, and we'll see which Star franchise has the best VGM. Yes. Um, Hopefully we'll get it out by episode 8 or whatever. Episode 8? Star Wars episode 8. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, what? If we could put those out at roughly the same time. If we could put it out at, you know, around the same time. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, follow us on Twitter at BGMJB. And if you want, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Josh Adachi again. And Emily is at Keyglyph. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or any podcatcher. And please remember to rate and review at the iTunes store, please. We've got 20 reviews. That's very exciting. But we need Um, more because um, (laughs) 21, that's how you get blackjack. Ah, yeah. 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 Will you be the blackjack raider? Oh, you know, kind of along those lines, we are closing in on our 100th unique track recommending patron. Oh, what a... What a party we threw. Yeah, we're in the 90s now. We've had more than 90 unique patrons recommend tracks. Isn't that crazy? That's cool. That's so cool. So thanks, everybody. I mean, that's just so awesome. So get us to 100. Get your friends in. Find your friend that loves Star Wars and Star Trek. Chat them up. And let's... uh, Let's do two things at once here. <laughs> Let's get those Star Trek and Star Wars recommendations and some new patrons. Do we have a prize for our 100th original patron? I have not put thought into it, but I kind of feel like we should, right? We'll do something. Don't know what that is just yet, but we'll definitely make it a big deal. Yeah. So become the 100th, please. And, uh, or... Or find somebody who could become the 100th for you. <laughs> and then take the prize. Yeah. Yeah. No, but seriously, if you've been listening and you haven't recommended a track, now is the time. You could get something cool once we think of what that cool thing will be. Okay, other places you can find us. Facebook. Facebook.com slash the VGM Jukebox. Be sure to check out the bulletin board at the end of the episode that we have up here in the bar to see what music and video game and podcast related projects your fellow patrons are up to we have a flyer up so please 
take a gander at it on your way out of the bar. And uh, we'll be back here, as usual, in a week. And hopefully Josh will be feeling better. Yay! Or maybe maybe the patrons will walk into the bar and it'll just be a sea of blankets. Yeah, that'll be alright. Yeah, that would be cool, too. So whatever the future holds will be good. Alright. Are you gonna keep going back to therapy sessions, or did you get out what you needed to get out? I might, I might go back, but first I gotta go to the regular doctor, I think, and <laughs> uh, get some physical therapy. I think that sounds like a good idea. Do you need a ride? I can drive you there. Uh, yeah. Are you sure you don't mind? Yeah, I don't mind. You need gas money or something? Uh, no, it's fine. Just don't cough on me. Okay. All right. All right. Just don't run into any palm trees. I don't want to. I won't. Fly I won't. out the car. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll have a whole other doctor situation to deal with. Nope, this will be careful. Um, All right, here we go. Bye, everybody. Oh, wait. No, that's, that's not how we do it. No, just do it. Just forget okay. it. Forget it. <laughs> Josh is like, I'm done. I want to lie down. Bye, everybody. Bye. Fellow patrons, the Dyad here. Do you like video game music? Of course you do. This is a VGM podcast. Would you like to hear more video game music? Would you like facts and anecdotes peppered in between tracks? If so, why not give the Dyad Presents a VGM podcast a try? The show is on iTunes, and there's a convenient subscription link on the blog. Check out thediadpresents.blogspot.com. That's D-I-A-D. Remember, every hour spent without video game music is an hour wasted.